Do you have a smaller microphone? This, this is just a little weird. I mean, this is a little weird for me. Hey everybody, what's up? This is Mike Garrigan. And my name is Murray. And welcome to the podcast. This is podcast 2 of 11 in our Echoes of Winter podcast series. Yeah, and and we're going to chronicle the making of the new album. And like Mike said, it's going to be monthly. And the goal is to share the experience of making an album with fans and followers of Mike's music. And for starters, uh, if you found the podcast, you probably know that I'm on the web at MikeGarrigan.com, and you can email me at Mike at MikeGarrigan.com. Uh, you can like me on Facebook, and you can follow me on Twitter at MikeGarrigan001. Yeah, so please visit the websites and all of your favorite social media stuff. And uh, also, if you go to MikeGarrigan.com, please be sure to sign up for the mailing list. Uh, it's really cool. You'll get information on what's going on, and we'll we'll only send you stuff once a month. Yeah, and we also have a new YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube. I'm under my old name, Jim Steele one one three eight. You can also search Mike Garrigan, and it comes up. Um, we have new material every Wednesday. A new video, either uh, we'll get into what it is, but uh, new stuff every week. Uh, so please check us out. Yeah, I always like when you, you know, after the holidays, you, you really start gearing up and, you know, the beginning of the year is really exciting. What kind of news do you have for everybody? Well, this Saturday, March 9th, if you're listening to this when it comes out, but it's Saturday, March 9th, uh, I'm doing my first show on Stage It. What's Stage It? Funny you should ask. Stage It is an interactive online music venue, and you can just search my name at stageit.com and info about the show will appear. Uh, and this is a pay-what-you-can show, and it'll be 30 minutes long. should be a lot of fun. So if you've ever wanted to see me live uh, but couldn't travel or I couldn't come to you, this is a good opportunity. And you're also doing Gossman this year? Yeah, on March 23rd, I'll be doing my annual presentation of the musical The Gossman Passion. Uh, you can learn more about that at gossmanpassion.com. Uh, the show will be in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, at the Newman Center. Uh, it's located at 218 Pittsburgh Street, uh, right across from the Carolina Inn. And you and Mark are going to be doing a benefit uh, in April, is that right? Yeah, April 7th. It's a, sat- a Sunday afternoon. We'll be at the Blind Tiger in Greensboro, North Carolina. And the benefit will be for the Creative Center, uh, a place that um, I do a lot of uh, volunteer work at and, and charity work for. We have a great open mic. But anyway, uh, we're going to try to raise some money and uh, have a good time. And also, there's going to be, a, I'm excited, I mean, I'm excited about this show. There's going to be an awesome show in New Bern, North Carolina, which is out east uh, on April 27th, the Saturday night. And, um, man, I can't wait for that. That's going to be fun. So uh, mark your calendars, folks. Um, lots going on. Okay, and uh, let's get into the material of the podcast. This month, uh, the theme of the show is Considerations. And um, the reason we're calling it Considerations is because uh, we're kind of at a crossroads with the record. And you and I aren't really in agreement on this, but we thought we'd, I don't know, we need to have uh, a public discussion about um, some considerations for this record, and and we'll get into that. But really, 
we're in disagreement on the sound the record should have. And I think uh, we're going to figure it out. We have to figure it out sooner than later. Yeah. And um, so why don't, why don't we get into the first song? This is a song from the demo reel. As promised, we're going to do probably two or three uh, songs from the demos for the record um, every month. Uh, this first song is called Slow Night. The hourglass has no sand The evening light is fading Close your eyes Stationary time The cold high of a new life Slow night Sister tells a lie January rise is fading soft light winter passes by the moment is cold and dry the garden house has no glass Circumstance Is tragic All is all Frozen waterfalls Watch the stone Chip away Slow night, sister tells a lie. January rise is fading. Soft light, winter passes by. The moment is cold. And Tells a lie January rise Is fading Soft light Winter passes by 
a nice song um it doesn't rock but it was it was good you know i like it okay thank it's you on the upper tier of, of my favorites from the project yeah me too and and I, I think you know i'm at the point now where um i've got to make a decision and you know the first three songs i tracked in january were decidedly more rock and the ones i'm working on now that are spilling into march are are more mellow and and they're like this song and the other two we're going to play and I kind of like the approach and how it complements the other albums I've done to keep the winter record mellow. So we need to have uh, some considerations. Yeah, and so I guess the question that the way I'm hearing it is that you're asking yourself this. Should the winter album be sparse and melancholy? Yeah, and and I'm going to go ahead and say... To, and I want us to kind of debate this. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that for the sake of argument, yes, it should be a sparse and melancholy or sad album. And for the sake of argument, I'm going to say no, it should not be sparse and melancholy. It should be something else. Okay, so we've agreed on our positions. I'm going to take the affirmative and you're going to take the negative. So why do you think the winter album should be sparse or you know, light and airy uh, and melancholy? I can think of three reasons, um, and I thought about this this month as I worked on the tracks. And the first is that if the record were sparse and sort of down, it would fit into the cycle of the seasonal records better um, than if it were lively and, and more rocking. It's It sort of feels like it mm-hmm. should stay down. Okay, that's reason number one. What's reason number two? The second reason would be it would be a departure for me to to keep things on the mellow side. I know Malamander was kind of mellow, but it sounded really full. And I wonder if I went in this direction, if I should even go even more reductionist and it just be acoustic and vocal and a couple overdubs. Uh, That would be something I haven't done before. I tend Mm -hmm. to dress up my songs. You do. uh, With the whole spectrum. And there's a number of reasons for that. It's more commercial to do that, but... Maybe this is a place to try something different. Maybe. Well, what's your third reason? Well, the third is that, you know, winter by definition is sparse and melancholy. It, it's it's very cold. There, there's not as much energy in, in the air, you know, because things slow down as they get colder and everything's dead outside. And it's cold, you know. It, it, there is Christmas and all, but that's at the beginning. And then by and large, it, it kind of dips down quite a bit and gets cold and mm-hmm. snowy and stuff. Well, not only do I disagree with everything you say, but I also have some reasons of my own uh, to disprove you. Well, why hold back now? So um, what you got? Well, first of all, it would be so predictable to make a record that is just down and sad. I mean, it's been done so many times. It's so predictable. Why not make winter something totally different? Maybe just really rely on the lyrical content of the songs rather than try to do the obvious okay i mean that's just what i'm what's what i think what is your second reason well the the second reason 
is that there are songs in, in this batch of songs that are excellent. They would totally suck if you just, you know, toned them down into, into sparseness. I mean, I, it's got to, some of these songs just have to rock. There's no other way around it. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. And what's your third reason? And, you know, I hate to say it, but let's just, you know, be honest here. People really only like your music because of what you did with Collapses. Hmm. They expect you to do that kind of record, like the kind of record you, you did with Promise of Summer mm-hmm. was very much on point for me. You know, the MG4 EP was on point, but this Malamander and Spring business, hmm. no thanks. Okay, and Pillar of the Sun is the best thing you've done in the past 10 years. Okay, and I expect more from you. I understand. I want you to rock. You know, I want to rock too. Um, But those are all good points you make, and I think I made some decent points. Um, But I think what it simmers down to, and I think we got to consider with these is, you know, what is it that we really value with these arguments? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I value. You know, if I'm telling you uh, this is the way it is, you know, the first thing I think is important is you know, entertain your, your audience. Entertainment is, is why you do what you do. You are an entertainer. Okay. And you're also an artist, but you know, don't do something predictable. I think that's a, an esteemed value. And and secondly, um, you gotta, you gotta trust your inspiration. I mean, if you're inspired to rock as I believe you are, I know in in deep down that you are inspired to rock. You have to respect that inspiration, you know, and finally, you know, the third value in my argument is that is truth. You have to be true to yourself and to reality. Okay, bud? Because if you're not, no one else is going to be. Yeah, I, I can respect that. I, I see where you're coming from. You know, but if I'm going to talk about the values behind my reasoning for keeping this a mellow record. The first value is that, you know, completing an aesthetic vision. That's not important. I mean, what do you mean I, by that? I disagree. I mean, it's very important. I mean, I presented these records. You know, I have The Lessons of Autumn, which was a, uh, a kind of a hybrid acoustic rock album, Promise of Summer, full-on rock, spring, sort of the reverse of autumn, uh, lively, um, but still acoustic. It's got to go in the other direction, you know, making winter this sparse melancholy project would complete that vision and finishing what... Finishing what you start, I think, is a very important value to have. I can concede that point on semantic grounds, but um, what else you got? I think it's important to grow as an artist. I think it's important to not repeat yourself. I mean, you say that people only like me because of collapses. That's great. I mean, that record's there. Uh, the pro- Promise of Summer is a follow-up to that. That's great. That record's there, too. But I, th- I don't think it really does people a service to keep giving them the same exact record each time. Well, I'm not talking about like the same record. I'm just saying, you know, make it rock. Put some, make, give me some guitars, some meaty electric guitars. And I, I can see that, you know, maybe if we keep it mellow, we can do some guitar work somehow. But the other thing that's, I think, so important to consider here is that you got to deliver truth in advertising and truth in experience. What do you mean by that? I don't understand. Well, what I mean by that is if someone buys the Echoes of Winter, they ex- they, they ought to expect something wintry. It can't be this full-on rock ensemble. I mean, it should have some 
some archetypes and even stereotypes of songs that should be in winter. By that token, should it be a holiday record then? No, no, that's a different different issue. Um, I just think it should deliver a sense of what winter is, and it, it can't be all, you know, big lights and loud guitars and, and big drums. It, it has to deliver what it says it is. Okay, well, I, I think I can see that. I think it comes down to our interpretation of the truth. Is it more important to be true to one's inspiration or true to the material? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I don't think there's a right answer. Well, well, we'll continue to think about this. And, and you know, I think we can agree to disagree. Yeah. We come from different points. And, we do. You know, um, this is an intellectual discussion. It's not pointed at you. I, I don't dislike you for disagreeing. And I don't dislike you either. I just think you're wrong. But, you know, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Well, let's find out what happens to Rosencrantz next. This is Rosencrantz Part 2. Built a pendulum in December Hurled it wide enough to remember Friction burned us into ash and embers Still slowly going under A folded hand, although we had the trump to Walking barefoot, though we had the steel boots A singularity, but still Just a substitute Rosencrantz Is going nowhere We'll never be together again Dive in every sharp direction And we tumble in the oscillation Half depression, half inclination Please look me in the eyes Rosencrantz It's going nowhere That's pretty good. Um, that one sounds a little 
like really raw. What's the, I mean, what's going on with that? That's one of the songs I did too, like this. Um, the other one was Nietzsche and Godot. And um, th- this one uh, and that song I recorded on my phone on a four track app. And so it sounds pretty raw. There's a lot of hiss and stuff. But yeah. It's a song and it's raw stage. Yep. Well, um, can we, can I do the mailbag? That's pretty much your job now. So, um, yeah, read away what we got. Okay. This one says, Dear Mike, I have enjoyed the YouTube videos from the last month. My question is, why did you choose different locations for your videos? Good question. Um, well, as you know, if you've seen the YouTube channel, uh, there are, as it stands now, there are three videos up there or three types of videos in the live playlist. And um, one is, of course, a live show, which was recorded at the Broad Street Cafe in Durham. Uh, the second is a on-the-couch-in-the-studio shot. And the third is in my living room, which is more of a different location, a place where you might not expect to see music played. And the idea is that uh, the theme for my videos will fall into one of those three um, backgrounds, uh, either something from a live show, something from the studio couch, which sounds very controlled, and then something that's a little odd, like something in a different location. Do you have any ideas for some of the other location videos? Yeah. Um, next week, every every Monday, I'm sort of doing media day, and, and it takes me a couple hours to go shoot these things. But uh, next Monday, I'm going to go shoot at a, a rehearsal space across town, um, got plans to do something outside by the pond in my backyard. Um, and I have plans to, you know, do some stuff in a stairwell or in a car, just different places. I have a list of things, but it should be neat. And the idea is to, um, present music in a place where you wouldn't expect it. That's pretty cool. Um, I I wanted to get back to something from our debate. Mm -hmm. If we're veering into the direction of this being a mellow record, Mm -hmm. couldn't songs that should rock or be really up-tempo, could, would you be willing to push them to another album? I could. I, I want to be careful that I don't have two winter records, but um, that's very possible. Uh, I'm going to mm. keep that in mind. I I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe not. But, yeah. um, you know, Pillar of the Sun was an outtakes record and it had a lot of spring songs on it, so maybe down the road after the next couple another album like that would appear. Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. I guess we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. You know? Well, let's get into the third song. We got another uh, cool song. Uh, this is this is a, one of my favorites. Um, uh, this is a song called Fade Away. to the trees when it's raining eleven flowers in the breeze the sky is burning and it seems to fade seems to fade 
stand along the edge The sun is flying Eleven doves upon the ledge The air is drying And it seems to fade seems to fade Where is the starlight Where is my snow white Where is the good light That's one of your favorites? I mean, you like that better than Nietzsche and Godot? I think I like what the song is becoming. I have a really great arrangement for it, and it just got me really excited last week when I started laying in some of the uh, arrangements. I, you know, I score everything out in charts, and um, just I was like, wow, that's neat. I can't wait to share that with people. So, so last the last podcast the first podcast by the way if you haven't listened to the first one you sh- you should because it has a lot of the foundational elements to um what we're talking about but uh the last podcast you talked about the idea of demoing things and, and some general concepts mm-hmm. for what's going on with winter yeah but i think it'd be a good idea for in each of these when you introduce new songs that you talk about where they came from totally i i totally agree with that so um, what can you tell us about the song Slow Night? I picture that song to be sort of a mid-record piece, you know, somewhere around track five or seven. And, you know, it mentions the the month January, and it really is a sparse, melancholy song. And um, the, the recording I've been working on, it sort of harkens back to some of the Malamander-esque dark with the low bass without the mandolin. Um, but this is sort of a mid-record piece that sort of sets up, you know, a really, sp- really snowy landscape at night, you know, that I, I look out from my back window and see in the wintertime. And um, it does complement the song November from Lessons of Autumn. And yeah. my concern with it is that it's almost too much like it, but it does have more of a, a dark twist than that song. Well, I- I think you're in a different place than you were with November. I think the song, for me, it sounds totally different. I'm I'm a lyrics person, you know, and that song lyrically is different. It yeah. might sound like it, uh, but I don't play the guitar, so. Yeah, um, well, that's okay. What about um, the Rosencrantz saga? Why, what's that all about? Yeah, the Rosencrantz, there's a one, two, and a three, and, and these were kind of jumping off points for um, writing a song that was like Throwaway a Racehorse from 
summer, but you know, I needed just something like a some sort of symbol to to sink my teeth into. And Rosencrantz showed up in three different um, songs, and and the one we played on this show was the second one. It's subtitled "Going Nowhere," and it was actually the first one I wrote in this series. Um, kind of an interesting song, you know. It at first I thought, "No, nah, this isn't going to make it." Um, I like the other Rosencrantz better, but as I'm working on the sound of the record, this song lends itself to some really cool um, melodic and instrumental ideas. Just the chord changes are, are interesting, uh, for lack of a better term. So um, I don't know. It is what it is. And there's a third part, and I think we'll yeah. probably need to play it next next month. So, um, But yeah, that's Rosencrantz. You talked about in the last podcast, in the first podcast, the um, idea of writing songs that complement songs from summer. And yeah. Rosencrantz sounds like it does complement Throw Away in the way that you describe, but Fade Away sounds like it's the direct opposite of yeah. Don't Fade Away. Is that correct? Absolutely. And that that's one of the jumping off points um, for writing this record. And uh, there was another song called Fade Away that it was just really awful. And it came to me one night and I thought it was the best thing ever, but um, it's not so good. And so I just, I wrote another fade away concept and this one just came out of nowhere and I liked it quite a bit. Um, so I'm going to roll with it and see where it goes. But this one has also lends itself to some really cool production. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, man, it's been a fun show. I really enjoyed doing this. Um Next month, I don't know what the theme's going to be, but I yeah. guess we'll we'll keep going and we'll, we'll make some decisions, right? Yeah, we we got to make some decisions in the next two weeks about where this record's going, and it might just mean we we don't use the first three songs that we recorded, but that's okay. I mean, there's 33, so you only need 11 to make this record. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll be back next month with three more demos and some information on where we are in this process. Uh, remember, I'm on the web at MikeGarrigan.com. You can email me, Mike, at MikeGarrigan.com. And I'm and Mur- I'm Murray at MikeGarrigan.com. He is. Uh, and if you got a question, um, write, write us. and We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, to get interactive with this podcast. Um, yeah, please be sure to sign up for my mailing list uh, website. Follow me on Twitter, MikeGarrigan001. I'm on Facebook and all that stuff. So uh, we'll see you next time and uh, have a good month. <laughs>